September. Long hours of sunshine and not much rain. Conditions were ideal for the Bordeaux vineyards that year. As a result, the 1982 is a vintage that seems to have lasted practically forever. It is a classic. But you will not be surprised to learn it is becoming harder and harder to find. Finding Petrus 1982 on a wine list is like discovering a diamond lying on the ground. The vineyard only covers 28 acres and produces about 25,000 bottles annually. The grapes are picked, then fermented for 24 days, then macerated in concrete tanks. After that, the young wine is aged in oak barrels for 20 months and then bottled. After that, all you have to do is wait between 15 and 20 years and it will be ready to drink. It is rare now to come across a Petrus 1982, or indeed any of the earlier vintages, but if you do find a bottle, you need to make the most of the opportunity. It is not cheap. The restaurant website indicated a price of £3,000 a bottle, but if you are an enthusiast, the price is irrelevant if you find what you are looking for. That is what I always say. It wasn't as if I could drink that particular year of Petrus at home. I have rather a large amount of wine now, which I obtained from Francis Black. Some people would say it is an incredible amount of wine, but it did not include Chateau Petrus 1982. I found I had finished rocking on my heels and decided to enter the restaurant. As I came through the door, they took my coat and said, Mr. Wilberforce? I nodded and the waiter asked if he could show me to my table. The restaurant was quite empty. It was still opening up, it being just a few minutes after seven in the evening. I liked to go to restaurants early. It meant that I could stay in them for a very long time, if I felt like staying. For example, if there were several different wines on their list which I wanted to try. Then again, if there was only one wine I was interested in, I liked to eat my dinner and drink my bottle or two of claret, and be out again before the place filled up, and I risked being distracted from what I had come to taste. I entered a warm, softly lit room. The tables were of dark oak, with squares of white linen laid upon them. Two waiters were still lighting the candles on the tables. Another waiter was straightening the knives and forks with microscopic attention to their alignment, and picking up and inspecting the great bowl-like wine glasses for specks of dust. A girl was putting the final touches to a large flower arrangement in the centre of the room. An important-looking person, in an immaculate navy blue suit, whom I took to be the head waiter, was standing at the double doors into the kitchen and talking to the chef. A waiter in a white shirt and black waistcoat was standing behind the bar, arranging the bottles on the shelves and flicking them with a duster, so that they gleamed and sparkled in the reflected light from the mirrors behind them. The bar counter was a deep pool of mahogany on which crystal ashtrays sparkled. This, too, was given a final polish as I watched, and the ashtrays, which were already clean, were picked up and wiped again. Would you like a drink at the bar, sir, or shall I show you straight to your table? I realised I had come to a standstill in the middle of the empty restaurant, drinking in its potent spell, as one does when the curtain rises on a stage set, revealing a perfectly ordinary drawing-room, which is yet latent with a drama that will soon unfold. I love the early evening 
in a nearly empty restaurant. I love the hushed silence, the whisperings of the waiters as they wait to be called, the distant clatter and shouts that come from the kitchen as the doors swing open for a moment and then swing closed again, cutting off the intrusion of noise. I love the glitter of the glasses and the cutlery in the candlelight, the purity of it all, the orderliness. I'd like to go straight to my table, I said. The waiter led me to a corner table and drew the chair back so that I could be seated. Then he gave me a copy of the menu and asked if I would like anything to drink. I asked for a glass of water and the wine list. The sommelier will be with you in a moment, sir, said the waiter. I looked anxiously around the room. So much of my happiness depended on the sommelier. Did he really know how to keep his wine? Did he know how to open it? How to decant it? How to pour it?